A, B, C, D. Always be closing diners. I had dinner at Chock Full of Nuts earlier this week. No, that is not the name of a gay bar in Chelsea. Okay, maybe it is, but I didn't eat there. Their food is terrible. I mean, so I've heard. Anyway. I had dinner at Chock Full of Nuts earlier this week. You probably know Chock Full of Nuts as a brand of coffee. Until earlier this week, that's how I knew them, too. I remember the tin from my grandparents' house. Pop used to keep nails in a old Chock Full of Nuts can on his workbench. Rusty nails, of course. Every child's favorite toy growing up. I presume I am not the only one with fond memories of the Chock Full of Nuts brand. It's classic Americana. The name conjures up memories of a simpler time. It's a name with a rich history, nearly as rich as the coffee's flavor itself. What's that? Okay, I've just been informed that Chock Full O Nuts isn't very good coffee. I take it back about the rich flavor slash rich history thing. Point is, there are warm feelings associated with the Chock Full O Nuts brand. And what better to do with warm, fuzzy feelings than exploit them? Enter Chock Full of Nuts, the restaurant. Now, in defense of Chock Full of Nuts, I never thought I'd start a sentence like that, they actually started out as a lunch counter back in the day, 1926 actually, in New York. They sold coffee and nutted cheese sandwiches, whatever those are. So opening a restaurant isn't totally out of left field. But it is a bit disingenuous to market themselves as getting back to their roots by opening a full-on restaurant with waiters and waitresses when in reality all they used to do was sell coffee and sandwiches of questionable quality. Normally, I wouldn't give something like CFO apostrophe N colon TR, yeah, I know, a second thought. I'd walk by, give some curmudgeon grunt in its general direction, and keep going. I might peer in out of curiosity, but I would never actually be seen stepping foot in the door. The paparazzi would have a field day. The only way I would make an exception is if it was in the former location of my favorite New York City diner, the Comfort Diner. Wait, it is? Well, shit. Comfort Diner was everything a diner should be. It had it all. Cheap food, decent service, late hours, a good location, and a quality milkshake. And a solid D rating from the Board of Health. All very important things. What it didn't have, however, was a cheap lease. Prime Manhattan real estate doesn't come without a price, and you've got to sell a lot of $2 fries to stay in business in the shadow of the Flatiron Building. That or a lot of $5 milkshakes. Jackrabbit Slims be damned. So, last year, when Comfort Diner's second location on 23rd Street closed, I wasn't all that surprised. Soon thereafter, the original Comfort Diner on 44th Street also closed. That was a bit more surprising, but less sad. I had no ties there. Now the only Comfort Diner that remains is in Staten Island. But let's be honest, that's essentially not existing at all. I'd visit a comfort diner on Rikers Island before I visited the one on Staten Island. While the 23rd Street Comfort Diner may be the most upsetting New York City diner closure of recent memory, it is by no means the only one. 
Much to Woody Allen's chagrin, the Empire Diner closed this past May. It was the quintessential diner diner. Super long and narrow, chrome trim everywhere, a bar with stools sat upon by lonely patrons for decades. And while it didn't quite meet my diner criteria, it was overpriced and the service was less than decent, I was still sad to see it go. Perhaps the biggest punch in the gut, though, was back in 2007 when the Moondance Diner closed. I wrote about it at the time. From the Rafferty Archives, May 5th, 2007, 10.49 p.m. I'm at the Moondance Diner, probably best known as the diner where Mary Jane works in the first Spider-Man movie. And if you didn't know that walking in, the menu makes it very apparent, as it is littered with Green Goblins and Peter Parker's. I can't believe they're tearing this place down. That's not true, I totally can. It's Manhattan and this place is a dive. Dives have no place in Manhattan anymore. They're putting up condos, obviously. Mary Jane needs to find work elsewhere. As it turns out, they didn't actually tear down the moon dance. They moved it to Wyoming. I'm not sure how this happened, but the American Diner Museum sold it for $7,500 to some couple who spent another forty grand hauling it out to Wyoming. This brings up two points. One, it really is about location, location, location. And two, the American Diner Museum is a thing. Now, obviously, diners will continue to open and close from here until the end of time. Such is the circle of life. But in Manhattan, it definitely seems like more diners are closing than opening. Just don't tell Chockful and Nuts that. Maybe it's the economy, maybe it's Manhattan's health-conscious population. Maybe it's the island's insatiable appetite for condos. And as everyone knows, condos eat diners for breakfast. To extrapolate upon the point made by Pat Rafferty from the Rafferty Archives, maybe all diners are in fact dives. You can put lipstick on a diner, but it's still a diner. It still caters to a rather low common denominator. They make a little bit of everything. They don't make it particularly well, but they make it fast, and they make it cheap. It all goes back to the old adage, good, fast, cheap. Choose two. Diners choose fast and cheap, and therefore not so good. Manhattan chooses fast and good, and therefore expensive. That's the incongruity. And that's why Mary Jane is out of a job.